1: Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. Congrats. You found $2 Late Fee, the best 80s movies podcast in the world. We revisit our favorite 80s movies. And
2: sometimes 90s.
0: And soundtracks from our youth. And then we interview our favorite people who help make them. All in the spirit of nostalgic positivity.
1: Thanks for listening.
2: Ho, ho, ho! It's me, Santa Claus! And I'm here to tell you two very good not-naughty boys. Zach and Dustin have a very special guest today. Jill Sholin is on the show to talk about Babes and Toyland, one of my favorite holiday movies, and I know it's theirs, too. Right, Dustin?
1: Yeah, Babes in Toyland is great. I understand that it's out on uh, on Blu-ray right now.
2: It sure is, courtesy of Kino. Go out and buy it, or put it on your Christmas list.
1: Oh, Santa, you have no you have no connections.
2: <laughs> well, my elves don't make Blu-rays.
1: All right, Santa. Hey, the good news is is that today's segment Jill comes back. She talks about Babes in Toyland. This is actually part of uh, a Geekscape, uh, which is our network. Uh, Zach and I, uh, that's part of Zach and I's network.
2: Hey, uh, I'm here, I'm oh. here, I'm
1: here, oh, I'm Z- here. Zach is here, sorry.
2: Yeah. Hey, do, do you want me to keep going? No, 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 Santa, I I got it, don't worry. Did okay, you, you've been a good boy this, I, I
0: know, okay, enough, yes.
1: Um, yeah, this
0: is part of Geekscape, you're just saying, it, that's awesome.
1: Well, this is part of Geekscape's fourth annual uh, holiday live stream Tacular, uh, which, excitingly, is on December 8th of this year, And it's 24 hours of content, everybody, starting on midnight on December 8th. It's a Friday. It's, uh, you know, you're going to go on the YouTube page over at Geekscape, and you're just going to get 24 hours of amazing content. And most importantly, they're benefiting uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Coastal and Northern New Jersey. So you can go on, donate some money, support a great cause, and um, and hear some exclusive content from everybody across Geekscape Network. Thank you. I'm done talking. That's more work than I put in in one evening. Wow. I thought you left, Santa. That's so weird. I I had this moment where I'm like, oh, Santa left, and then I didn't say bye, and then I felt really bad.
0: Yeah, he's crashing at my place for a little bit until the big holiday
2: festive times come, and I'll be tuning into Geekscape. I know, Santa. I know. And by the way, I want to mention, if anyone wants to add someone to a nice list, subscribe to $2 Late Fee's Patreon. They have great content on there, including tales from the video store. I love that show. Trivia. And archived episodes of $2 Six Questions and so much more.
1: Santa, how has uh, delivering presents changed, you know, uh, between now and, uh, and the 80s? Uh, What what are some of the biggest changes you've noticed?
2: There's a lot of scam artists out there, unfortunately, and they're always trying to get in on my job. But Mm -hmm. the spirit of Christmas is timeless, whether it's the 70s with the disco era, the 80s with the neon, or the 90s, which, let's be honest, midway through the 90s get a little uh, meh.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, Thank you, and uh, thanks for stopping by.
2: Yes, Anna, you
0: can go now.
1: Zach has been known to have strange, random people stay with him.
0: Yeah, literally. If if you guys watch our trivia on YouTube, you'll see Cobra Commander showed up one time and all sorts of interesting characters.
1: All sorts of pop culture players, as we say. So uh, anyway, guys, you should probably enjoy this. You know, Babes in Toyland was a very big movie for a lot of us. 80s kids. It, was, it has a lot of nostalgia, it has a lot of good feels and much like many other movies uh, that people revisit every year, you know, during the holidays um, Zach, what are what are some of your favorites?
0: Oh my gosh, I mean currently 8-Bit Christmas is one of my favorite holiday movies, but if you have an opportunity to watch the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special, uh, I highly recommend that too.
1: Yes, that's a good one.
0: And of course, Babes in Toyland, with today's guest, Jill Schollin. How about you, what are some of your favorite holiday films?
1: Well, as you may know, uh, every year I I go real deep into all Christmas movies. I'm kind of a Christmas movie connoisseur, and I keep a diary over on uh, the old Instagram page, uh, starting on December 1st of every year. It's very enjoyable, it's, it's one of my uh, holiday passions, and there are a lot Uh, a lot coming and in fact on Netflix on December 6th I am actually uh, in a Christmas movie I do the English dub of Christmas as usual a Norwegian Christmas romance that is incredibly racist and very very bad but so uh, on December 6th folks Set. I encourage everybody to watch it. It's 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 fantastically bad, and I love a bad movie. I'm like that. That's one of my that's one of my awesome passions. So it's bad movies, Christmas movies, a bad Christmas movie. But watch the English dub. I play a character named Seaman, who is uh, yes, that's correct. Seaman. He is the brother of a woman who brings home her Indian fiance to her very traditional white Norwegian family, and uh, wow, you know, hilarity ensues. Cannot wait to watch that movie. Yes. Shameless plug, but really, it's, it's 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 bad.
0: I sincerely can't wait to watch it and listen to your voice. That's going to warm
2: the cuckles of our heart. Right, Santa? That's right. Can't wait to watch that one. It's going
1: to do something.
2: Until then, enjoy Joe Sholin on $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. Merry holidays
1: to you all. Are you, uh, are you wearing Zach's pants?
2: I am, and they're surprisingly tight, yet comfortable. Hmm. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Jill Sholin yeah. is back, and she's gonna talk about a movie she's in. It's the most wonderful time of the year. How was that? How was that?
3: Woo woo. That was <sighs> woo! woo!
1: Woo! <laughs> Jill liked it. That's all that matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I don't like it. Look, you guys have already won because you're both incredibly festive, and here we are. It is Christmas time. This is uh, we're, we're, this is uh, a, an exclusive uh, special uh, segment for the Geekscape uh, annual holiday fundraiser. Right. Uh, so, Jill, we're so happy to have you back. We're we're always happy to have you. We're happy to have you, especially back today to talk about um, a film that we have not covered with you, which was 1986. Is "Babes in Toyland"? um, That uh, that you were well a part of, starring in, and we'd love to hear all about it.
3: Okay. (laughs) Welcome back.
1: And, um, yes, and I'm sorry that I'm not guessing.
3: I'm turning into a little child thinking about Toyland.
0: <laughs> I know when you, when you logged on with us and you and I noticed you're wearing that pink sweater, it flashed me back to the opening of the movie when you're wearing that pink raincoat.
3: Yes, yes, I do. This was just arbitrary and the fact that it has stars, totally arbitrary.
0: Well, you're a star and we're happy to have our star back on the show.
1: Wait, you, when you say arbitrary, meaning like there's no, there's no, uh, it was,
3: the only thought was into it. I was like, oh, I wish I had slept more this week. <laughs> I, you know, let's take the attention away from the wrinkles and the bags. I'm no, like, no, no, <laughs> no,
1: no, you, you look, you look amazing. And so you, you were just saying that there was no seasonal, um,
3: christmasy intent
1: but but not only
3: pink but then all of a sudden when when zach is doing this with the shirt i'm like oh look at that stars (laughs)
1: right zach has the never-ending story the falcor exclusive an amazing um print is that is that by a an 8-bit artist is that an Uh, 8-bit
0: it was some somebody in china probably made it and it's so hot it's i know it's winter time but um i'm like roasting in this thing right now <laughs> it's made out of polyester it looks cool but child labor feel- probably
1: probably yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but who but the time and effort someone put into this thing is pretty fantastic but you know I, i'm all about festive times and uh and,
1: it is great because just- it has this sense of like waking up on christmas morning in your pajamas like on the top half
0: yeah it, and does. Then, <laughs> it
1: does and then you, know. you
0: realize <laughs> I'm wearing skinny jeans on the bottom half so. um <laughs> well right but no. no
1: but i mean but then there's just so much going on uh never-ending story-wise which is great
0: it's a never-ending sweater people it, could just yes. look and gaze
1: <laughs> yes and not enough um uh, and then
3: cool
0: there you and, go
1: and then there there. July-
3: for you <laughs> right
1: i take exactly it. Jill, i just wanted to comment i i think that the rich girl poster looks amazing behind you you know the fact that it matches the sweater is a bonus but yes, um,
3: but, but I, think, I share it with you guys what? Yeah. Well, I think so, you should keep
1: it up. I, I, I just think you should keep it up.
3: Oh okay. no! I uh, so for anybody watching, listening to this, I said that my fiance, I came home after I had made a move when I moved in with him, and uh, the glass had been broken, and he put it up on the wall. He surprised mm-hmm. me. I was out of town. I came back. He thought it'd be a wonderful surprise. I was like, ah. Oh, <laughs> but it was so sweet of him he's just so you know so kind and sweet that well, it's you know hard to rip it off the wall for him
0: did he listen to your interview that you did with us or watch the interview
3: yeah, i don't know i don't think so you know okay. he he's the one that makes me aware of things you know he'll say oh look at this new thing that came out of you oh look at this and so he's much more aware of of that type of thing but he, he we haven't talked about it and i'm very sorry don't be mad at me for saying that we've been it's been very full last night a bear broke into our second home
1: oh.
0: <laughs>
3: <Speaking of> christmas
0: <laughs> so i well first of all before we talk more about babes i just want to say You know, we've had Jill on the show, well, including her appearance on our fundraiser as well. Uh, But oftentimes things happen in your life and scheduling can be tough. And we want to thank you for coming on and making time for us, because obviously uh, we love your work and we're a fan of who you are as a person, not just what you do on screen. And uh, it's an honor to have you back on the show. For those listening and watching at this point when this airs uh something Jill might be doing another thing with us at in los angeles but we'll talk about that another well that
1: that'll have already aired that'll have already happened so that was the greatest thing we ever did with so that thing that we did with you (laughs) you at la comic-con was amazing um
0: but i so i was watching babes in toyland the other night and it's got a star-studded cast Uh, it really does it was a it was a made for tv movie right was that what ideally what was
3: yes i think uh, technically if you we if anybody cares about technical terms i think they do it was a mini series because remember tv movies were so popular then They, they everything was classified this is a series there were mini series not limited series the way they call them now um and i think anything uh, television wise, that was over two hours had to be considered a miniseries. So oh, okay. technically, it was a miniseries. It, we, it was three hours. Yes. Which would account for the slowness and <laughs> the things.
0: <laughs> well, someone had the wise idea to condense it, cut it down to like 90 minutes, basically, and re- it release was, it.
3: It was always, it was always, um, I, I apologize for jumping in on that. I know. Um, it was always, that was the design for America. It was on a, for the U S it was on television, but for the worldwide market, we always knew from before we shot a day of footage that they would be releasing it as a feature. Okay. And it would be the, a more condensed version, but you know, there were some issues I think around that time, I mean, we'll go into it, but um more heavily but one of the issues at the at the back end i think i i think orion i think orion was behind it and yeah they were having some financial issues because they went bankrupt not long Mm. because i remember i don't know if you guys remember but um in their bankruptcy they did some kind of deal or something with mcdonald's where they were like buy a meal or whatever and then you can get these videos for only five dollars
0: oh
1: okay zach probably owns them and 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 whatever the happy meal was he's got it
3: one of them was babes in toilet i mean it just did crazy it did crazy numbers being sold through mcdonald's
0: and grocery stores i remember seeing it at grocery stores they would have you know tapes to buy as you're walking out, "Babes in Toyland's right there with yep. you and Keanu and uh, Drew, smack dab on the cover.
1: Yeah. Yep. So just <laughs> just some big, uh, some brief background for those that might not be familiar with "Babes in Toyland" as a as a whole, because it was originally conceptualized as an operetta, I think, in the late 1800s. Very Mother Goose nursery rhyme uh, heavy meets you know meets musical and. Over you know more than a decade, it's had so many different uh, visual, visualizations, versions, and of course, uh, I believe that yours, the 1986 version, is like I think the most recent. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I feel like um, with with you and Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore, uh, that yeah, that is one of the more it's it's like every generation. You know, has their own babes in toyland essentially.
3: Yeah. maybe our version made it die on the vine. I don't know. I
1: mean, <laughs> it caused Orion to go bankrupt. And uh <laughs> and that was the end of Babes in Toyland. I
3: don't, I don't know. Maybe things follow me. I don't know because then I did that other movie a a couple years. Just a few years later, uh There goes my baby, and that's really when it went bankrupt. they just assembled that and threw it out. You know, I I think it went, they went bankrupt before that film even got a release. I think it's release was after the bankruptcy and then they just tried to do whatever they could. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all I
0: know is that this film has, uh, sustained a cult following Decade yeah. after decade. And and I think the general consensus is with people is it's really cheesy. It's really corny, but it's super nostalgic fun. And I think that's yet another reason why, you know, movies like this stand the test of time, because it brings up that nostalgia of an era that when they were kids, you know, so many people watch this when they were kids of the 80s. And now they're like, I remember that time so great. And there were a lot of moments in the 80s that were not great. but. If you can like encapsulate certain things that and remind and give you good feels, then that's all that matters to me, really.
3: I th- I think so too. I mean, I have that that um, philosophical argument with a lot of my jazz friends, you know. And they, I have to be careful what I say here because I'll give them away who they are. But they're people that have played on pretty much everything, you know, because the great jazz players in L.A. are also the studio musicians that are right doing all the soundtracks and, um, overall. And, um, but I have this argument with them, especially over one film that went hugely successful with music. I can't say which one it was, but they don't like it. That's why I can't say it. I can't say the name of it because they can't stand the music and they played all the music and yet it it was a huge hit. And sometimes
0: uh, La La Land, you know, the land of La La can be a little tricky in this world.
3: So they, I, yeah, sure. I've heard that too, yeah. but you know, they don't like it and, and they say, well, it's not, you know, the music in these particular films are not at a certain level. And, and I say, but it's not about that. No, really it's not. It's like, you know, that's, uh, forgive me audiences, please forgive me. I'm going to say something I shouldn't say. But I think when we approach things from such a point of view as an artist, that I'm untouchable, right? If it's not done to reach people and to touch people's hearts and make people feel good, <laughs> then your experience of an artist of doing it may be a little wankish.
0: Yeah, that's a great way but to describe it.
3: Self, All self indulgent, my performance might. They can't understand it. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> You're flashing me back to this time when I was in a band with a bunch of guys who were really talented and, and everyone brought a song to cover to the table. And I would bring certain songs and they were like, oh, I don't want to do that song. And I'm like, it's how you make it. It's what you bring to the table. It's the nostalgia people feel.
1: If it's I'm sorry, they songs, were bad songs, Zach. They were really uh, bad songs. And it was train that, and we you did have it to live with that. <laughs> can't just um, come with any song you want be like, this is awesome. It's like because most people don't feel that way.
0: Speaking of songs, and I'm gonna rough segue. Be, speaking of songs in Babes in Toyland, Leslie Brickhouse does the music for the film. And the minute that popped up, I had forgotten that he did. And when I watched it again, I'm like, that's the that's the nostalgia behind Willy Wonka. Like that is the the, the score for Babes in Toyland, I think is great. And I'm as an as as someone who's on the outside looking in when it comes to writing music, composing music. If you can compose something original, I'm always in awe of that, whether it's considered good or not. You know.
3: Well, you know, I your I, our experience of the music may be different, but I'm right on board with you about Leslie Burcus and. That was one of the reasons I wanted to do the film. They were going to let me sing. And I did sing. I sang very poorly in it because the well, day, well, no, I did. The, and none, none of my singing is in the film, but I mean, it is, but it isn't. The The, the shortened version, the one that everybody sees on the, the DVD, whatever. The
1: yeah. Cincinnati?
3: Uh, yeah. Like that's me. And, and you know, I sing yeah. with. We went all that, that's all good. But there was another number that Keanu and I did that is just really bad. And the day I sang it, I couldn't sit. I was like, we had traveled right when we came over because we flew first. We had to go to England for a couple of days for wardrobe fittings, and then we flew on to Munich, Germany. And the first thing they wanted to do were the pre-records. Okay. Well, I was sick. Mm. I I had no boys, And they were like, don't worry about it. This is just for the playback. Was it just for the playback? (laughs) Oh, no, (laughs) no, it wasn't. So you, you just sit there and you mock it down. Right. And Mm -hmm. you're like, you can't sing, you know, you're struggling to like, well, you know what it's like when you're really hoarse and stuff and right. and and i think sure. that was in the i don't know if in the back end they just said it's not worth it they were cutting that song anyway that was only in the american version on tv for the one night it aired that keanu piece with keanu in the jail have you seen it do you know what i'm talking about
0: oh yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah. it's pretty bad and <laughs> I'm more. I, you know, as somebody that does sing and writes, and you know that that's out there in the world. I'm mortified, yeah, because it's nothing. They did nothing to say, "Oh, let's redo it. They just like slapped it on out there and <laughs> you know. so that was kind of shocking and, <laughs> and
1: and you did not know that until you saw it. Uh, you saying
3: I thought we'd be redoing right, it. Yeah, like waiting thought, for
1: the call. When and at we...
3: that, Yes. And at that time in my career, first of all, in that, at that time in my life, when I finished a movie, you move on mentally, you right. know, I wasn't thinking with the same type of course. Of, brain of course that I would now where I would be, if I did a movie like that, and I did a pre record, I first of all, I might ask to do it differently, because I like the raw sound. But like how they shot, you know, how they did Les Mis, Yeah. where, you know, they shot the performances. And um, I love that. There's something about that. That's so wonderful.
1: Yeah,
3: And then if the voice does something unique, cracks its beat or does something that's off, it's because of what's happening. And it's tied. The vocal then is tied to what's going on organically. Right. And so it's a different experience of a performance. And um, so anyway, I would just have eyes on that now if, you know, but I'm not doing that kind of thing now. So (laughs) it's easy for me to say, but I was mortified about that, that that
0: piece. I'm not mortified with the fact that you, uh, th- th- that I want to focus on the Cincinnati song you guys sang.
2: I come from Cincinnati,
3: the best town in Ohio,
2: USA.
3: At first, they called it Cincy, but since Cincy is so natty, they named it Cincinnati. So they say,
2: Hey, the girls are pretty, pretty in this pretty little city.
0: So baldies, the ball the reds and the Bengals, small teams. They knock
2: the socks, all so ball teams, all the green. I mean true, argues indefensible. The inevitable. facts are common and the sense of all to
3: a fun one (laughs) that is that
0: what that was not written for this that was like is that cincinnati's home you know how every city or state has no i
3: I think leslie burkus wrote it no that was
1: definitely written for this
0: okay because i just got it really quickly foster city where my wife is from they have like a song that they would sing in high school it was like the foster city song so say that again can
3: i look it up really quickly
0: elementary school
3: can I really the quickly? foster city
1: elementary school song yeah i mean schools have songs zach but they don't just include that in like <laughs> you can't well, just include like a song movie in a i i felt like in a christmas like, movie
0: is this song was this a song that's the cincinnati school district the
1: kids would sing in elementary school or but the, no the fact that there's so much
3: oh, he wrote it. leslie bricke wrote it there's so okay. much oh, cool. cincinnati
1: okay. pride you know, you have to love that. Like, you know, you don't see a lot of pride like that really in many towns, you know, uh, I I mean, certainly cities know, right? Like, um, there's obviously sports town connections and stuff like that. But for a group of four people in a car, in a Jeep in a four wheel in a four wheel drive, driving through a blizzard, to just have this moment of like such like where are we? The best city in the world.
2: Yeah, you
1: yeah. Know, And and break into, uh, you know how to, to, with such earnestness, right? Like we love this, we love this city so so much. The best city in Ohio.
3: <laughs> I know, but you know, going back to the whole Leslie Bricker's thing and the innocence and the feel good part of it. I mean, we're here to talk about the movie, all the good stuff and all of that, just like all of it. But I'm not sure if they hit the mark in making the movie, in going so much for that innocence. I mean, it was such, it was, I mean, right now, I think I've been thinking a lot about this because um of the 80s and i just got offered uh another film to do with a, a lot of iconic um 80s people amazing so but but babes and toyland was more like a throwback to the what 50s
0: 50s or 60s, yeah yeah like the um
3: uh the claymation
0: 60s. the claymation specials and stuff like that
3: yeah but done live
0: right exactly but
3: done, and then, you know, with the little soldiers that were really wooden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, wooden soldiers. Like, really, I was there. <laughs> they were like little toy wooden soldiers. So cool. Yeah, it was cool. and and But I'm, I'm not sure. Did it translate? I
0: yeah. mean, <laughs> again, I have to go back to nostalgically, it's fun at this point. You have to look back with a little tongue-in-cheek sort of thing and be like, yes. Wink. It's okay. It's cheesy, but it's it's fun and it's a great holiday movie to watch with the family. That's a refreshing thing too, you know.
3: I just love your spirit, Zach. <laughs> I just loved it.
0: I try to find the joy in everything. Try to. I
3: love that. I, yeah. That's beautiful. I
1: mean, I would say it's that cool. like when you look yeah. at the the year as a whole, a lot of people on the surface would probably like to get back to Christmas, you know, having that childhood wonder and curiosity. And, um, and I think the reality is, is that like, it's usually very stressful, we have to see family that we don't like, whatever it is, right? Like, you know, or like, uh, there's just dynamics, there's layers, right? And it's not as simple as, uh, as as turning on a switch and being like, Christmas, I think people try to do that. But on our show that's what we try and do with that nostalgia aspect when you when you watch a movie like babes in toyland and it does take you to that place and you remember like oh i was i was a kid and i I remember these scenes and i remember the joy that i felt and the excitement that i can feel about christmas and the innocence um and for a lot of people you know it, it is it is that easy or it's like they have that one movie right we always watch we always watch this movie. It's it's uh, we have traditions um, because I think it's about connecting to those parts of ourselves mm-hmm. um, that we tend to cover up maybe during most right. of the rest of the year.
3: Right, and and that's what I think, Zach. The point you were making, right, about um, you know that people have a love for a film like this because they have that sentimental sense memory of where they were the first time they saw it and they're sitting on the floor and the fire's over here and their their cousins are visiting. But I will say this, what brings me the most joy about that film, besides some terrific memories, fun memories, um, is in the present moment. And when I say in the present moment, I mean over the years when I've been at a horror convention. And that's where I go, you know, I do so few of them, but to sign autographs in every show. Undoubtedly, I get X amount of people that come up and say, do you have anything babes and joyland? And they share with, and they're almost like shaking oh, their joy no. yes, in Toyland. And that's the very thing they talk about their memories. I remember it's a time when people put their best foot forward many people because they get into the spirit of Christmas and you don't have to be Christian. It's not, you know, that for Christians, it has the meaning of the birth of Christ. But I think the, the spirit of all of that, what emanates out of it for people that are non-Christians or non-believers of all sorts. um. It's it still connects us to something, something greater than ourselves that's very life affirming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it whether it's Christmas or Kwanzaa or you know, Diwali or yes. uh you know other festivals and celebrations that are uh that go on around this time of year, it's what what matters is is can you find the joy in that and and take yourself out of Whatever situation you're in at that time, and hopefully people can, you know, not everybody does. You're right. It, it, this is a really hard time for a lot of people, um, but you know, the, you can either be your character in Babes in Toyland, or you could be Richard Mulligan's curmudgeon uh, toy store uh, owner who is hitting on you twenty-four-seven, and it's yeah. and and at, at that moment, by the way, that moment in the in the movie, it's in the first like ten minutes or so. I thought oh the the 80s when you could be totally creepy on somebody and there were really no repercussions other than getting a bunch of bouncy balls dropped on top of your head
1: even on even on christmas uh, my first thought was i was like it's cutting class all over again like Jill can't <laughs> avoid it you can't avoid old lecherous men like this Roddy is, McDowell uh, and now
0: Carmichael yeah
3: that's so funny every nope.
1: character in cutting it's class so-
3: I mean, I think it's true. I think in um, at that time, you could get away with things. I'm not because she was young. They played her like right. 18. but right. She came that they come across more like 16, I think, but they I think 18. They played uh, Jack nimble as, you know, taking over his father's thing, but they were clearly, clearly very, very young. Yeah, more on the kids' side than the adult side. I mean, she lived at home in the shoe with her mother and little Bo Pete.
1: <laughs> right. Right. The so, the the quick the quick synopsis would be that y- you know you and Drew Barrymore are sisters. You're her older sister, Mary. In in the real world, yes. um, Your boyfriend is Keanu Reeves, uh, Jack, and then you know Drew has an accident. Her character of Lisa. Gets knocked out, goes to Toyland, where of course everyone in that she knows in the real world is now a a, a Mother Goose fable character um, in Toyland, and uh, you know she always has everyone's best interest and in, best interest in heart, but she has lost sight of that that connection that we're kind of talking about here, that connection right. to being a, be a child, being a child. She was forced to grow up way too fast.
3: Yeah. yeah forced to grow up way too fast or she took that on because it doesn't really seem like anyone in the movie was pushing her to be a girl kind of had that natural and you know it's like the mom the sister everyone's like okay calm down with that (laughs) but i mean it is i mean that part of the story i mean how true is that for young people i mean think about it that was the in the 80s Look where it's now. It's like, you know, nine and 10 year olds are trying to be adults.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Not little 12 year olds. Um, So it's like, you know, that, that path keeps getting expanded. So that's a beautiful part of obviously in message of the film is, you know, going back, retaining, remembering the child in you.
1: I mean, it's, it's true though. You know, it could be as simple as like, you know, an aspiration, a buzzword, uh, a smell, a song. I think music does it a lot for me. You know, music can just bring me back pretty, pretty quickly.
3: Yes. And really, that's what we're really talking about, right? The child is just that, that they're so innocent and they're so connected to the other side in the good way, you know? Like, like, I thought, I know I'm going to sound like a total freak of nature right now that I (laughs) think about these things. It's like, this is what you spend your time thinking about Jill. (laughs) but I do, but I think about, you know, the way a a baby moves, a baby moves like in tandem, right? The legs, arms, it doesn't go, mom, it doesn't do that yet. It takes a eight, 12 months, 18 months, 24 right. months. And this is really ego, right? This is, oh, that's my hand. That's my elbow. That's my, that's my foot. This is right. my leg. But his little babies, the reason I think these are the things, weird things I think about, they move in tandem is they're so connected to oneness. They're so still connected to the other side where ego hasn't infiltrated the system yet. I mean, right. it's part of the human life process, I think, you know, yeah. that that's our challenge in life. Yep. You know, And you need that to, you know, walk around and function on the planet. But I'm, I am more talking about this, the underlying the spiritual part, like, how do we do? How do we be connected to ego and disconnected from it at the same time to stay in spirit of beauty and goodness
0: that's a really good question and uh i think one that should definitely be thought about and considered because you know there is one side of ego that is not a negative and then there's another side that is yeah and there's a fine line in between there and finding it and connecting with that child whether you're it's a toddler or whether you're seven at the time going back to that place yeah and 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 finding the simple pleasure Not in oh, you know I, I gotta make x amount of dollars to find joy, or I gotta you know buy x amount of things to to find joy. Maybe all you maybe all we need in life is a little red sled that we fall out of in a jeep and bang our head on a redwood tree
3: and sing Cincinnati right before it.
0: (laughs) By the way, I was like, in reality, she's probably dead when she fell out of that when she fell out of that jeep.
1: Oh, see, he does have some dark qualities. He, I mean, just, he just ma- masks them <laughs> she didn't have
0: a helmet. she had no helmet on she had you know <laughs> sorry oh, i don't dear. mean to go there but in, that's the horror side in of the
1: 80s me. kids were much more durable
0: <laughs> they were yeah. this is true
1: we is we, true. we 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 took some bangs man we got hit with stuff
0: <laughs> yeah. i i really i, re- I really quickly want to die uh yeah go skirt over move over to the fact that you were not only uh surrounded by uh fellow actors at your own age, but you had really solid older actors, iconic, iconic Mm -hmm. Um, did when you were and then this is a stage in your career where you had done many projects prior to this, and you would go on to do more after was this a stage in your career where, like, were you still taking mentorship from these other older actors?
3: I don't think so. Okay, I I felt very, uh, you know, just with them all. You know, with everyone. I mean, you know, ironically, the probably in the main cast, the inexperienced one was Keanu. But I think he was adorable in the film.
0: Oh, well, you're all adorable. Yeah. Drew Barrymore <laughs> delivers lines in it that are just so. If it was by another actor, it might not be the same. It's it's cute, you know, when she says certain things. And on the flip side, you'd be like, "That's absurd," (laughs) you know, when her mother, when Eileen Eileen Brennan is, you know, the place, the mom, she's calling and she's getting what uh, Dustin. She's like getting her tires changed or something. She's getting her tires
1: changed in the blizzard.
3: On Joey, I'm putting chains on Joey. She says,
0: (laughs) "That's right, your little brother." Yeah, (laughs) and um, and you know, Drew's delivery of like okay, mom, or something. I forget exactly what she says. But it's, it's just in the delivery. It makes it cute versus like, Oh, God,
1: okay, mother dinner will be ready. It's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever you're, whenever you're home. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we have Pat Morita, as the as the the embodiment of goodness, the toy maker slash Santa. Yeah, uh, who's trying to see the good in everybody, you know, evil. It, it's not, it, it's funny. It's like, it, nothing's black and white to him. There's no like, you know, he's like, there's good and bad to battle in everybody. But then by the end, he's like, all right, well, this, this guy, Richard Mulligan's character. He's like, he is, he is finally like realizes like he is evil, just totally He lives evil. in a
0: freaking bowling ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, for those who haven't seen it, And I'll just quickly plug the fact that it got released on Blu-ray. And I personally am a huge fan of physical media versus doing anything streaming. I think everyone should go out and get Babes in Toyland on Blu-ray. It's just for that nostalgia fun.
3: Oh, that's so great. Thank you for that, Zach. Uh, It is, you know, I enjoy, I think I've seen it in the last 10 or 15 years, maybe twice. And and I, I enjoyed it from that, from that nostalgic point of view. And of course all my personal memories, cause it was just so fantastic. It was my first time to Europe and, <laughs> and, you know, being Amazing. such good friends at the time with Drew and we just had so much fun. I mean, with all those, they had like in the back lot of the studio, I it was just they built the whole town. Just like when you go to Universal Studios and they'll show you the street. It was like that. It was two or three streets.
0: I just, I I mean, again, and I know we keep coming back to this place about nostalgia being, you know, so saccharine and sweet. And like this movie epitomizes that there's, there's some, there are moments in this film where you're like, oh man, what? That was an odd choice to cut where... Especially, I go keep going back to the Cincinnati song in the in the G, the tracker that you guys are in. And Drew's face at the whole time is like traumatized, but yet like happy.
3: It's a really I mean, weird moment. I know. You know why I think that happened? Yeah, it was like the makeup was bad. It almost looks like she's like has a stomach problem. Like she's kind of looks like she's sweating, and it's freezing cold out. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, the only thing I can think of was. You know she was really young i think she was 11 when we did it and she only got to shoot a couple hours a day and um they were very strict and about the time her time on set so they had somebody else so for almost everything we were doing the stuff with somebody else and then she she would come in you know obviously on a master shot mm-hmm. but then shots a lot of times it you know would be the stand-in the adult very small sweet woman stand-in and um so I think that that that's how that happened it almost looks like an insert like maybe they shot it later and I am not sure but I've always thought the same thing when I saw it, like oh well, she looks kind of traumatized <laughs> there because she's like yeah there. right you know yeah i'm not sure how that ended up like that it doesn't seem organic really quick what
0: what is uh can you name a few fond memories of your of christmas when you were a child like does anything stand out to you during that time
3: well when i was a kid i think my favorite i mean i love christmas morning with my my own family my mom my dad and my three brothers but i think my favorite was Christmas Eve with my grandma and grandpa. My mom's had, I see them so clearly right now. So strange. And, um, my cousins, I all, all together, there were 16 of us. And that included myself and my three brothers and we got together for everything. We grew up in North Hollywood and you know, the blocks are well-defined blocks. It's like, perfectly geometrical, you know, yep. thing happening over there, looking down from the sky, you can see it so perfectly. And so we like lived in one house and my one cousins lived only one other house away. There was one house in between us and then the other family live, you know, how they have the short side of the block and then the long side, the short side over two blocks. So it was like four houses away. You know but two short blocks and then their house was the second house and so and cool my, and my other cousins lived on the next street over so they were we were always all together all the time we all went to the same school you know the 16 cousins and um and but christmas was fantastic and every year we would pull you know names and buy a gift for one of the other cousins whatever so that was always so much fun and and those were very happy times never no fighting no nothing like that just pure pure joy the way that you imagine
0: well as we start to wrap this up and 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 everybody that's been listening obviously hopefully has the nostalgic feels um are, is there anything that you can talk about that you're working on right now that might be upcoming, or is it all kind of under the radar, can't talk about it yet?
1: Hush, hush. NDA.
3: It is. There are some things still under the radar, but hopefully soon I'm, I'm going to be able to say stuff. You know, you want you have to be respectful and also your contract obligated to... Obligate to be respectful, but I would be respectful anyway, you know, without a contract, somebody saying, please don't talk about this. What I can say, which is so exciting for me, but I'm scared too. I must say I'm, I'm frightened because it's, it feels all brand new, even though it's not. And that's that, you know, I have done these couple of films after taking a 29 year break.
1: Amazing. Amazing.
3: forward to talking about them and there are some other things that look like they are um, likely on the brink and then i told you this other film just popped up and it's uh and it's really enjoyable and i love the cast in it i mean i love it but and i can't talk about that either
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, we'll definitely have you back for that
0: yeah that'll be the next one um you know, Jill, thank you so much for talking about babes in Toyland with us and holiday nostalgia. And I mean, it's all the feels. It's it's the good. It's the it's the man. We sh- I wish we could reset this moment, uh, but it's everything. And I it just brings a lot of joy having you back on the show talking about this. So thank you.
1: But yeah, as always, we love having you on. We love doing things with you,
3: you guys. Thank you so much, and thank you for talking about babes in Toyland. It, of um, all the movies that I've done, it has a, a very, not secret, but kind of like secret. It's I, let me say this treasure part in my heart. And, um, I was so excited when I got the offer because of nostalgia. Um, I want, I knew it was going to be on every year at Christmas. And I was like, (gasps) oh. Yep. I've accomplished something really you're, huge. You're
1: part of Christmas history.
3: <laughs> you're a Christmas Christmas history. Yeah. <laughs> but so, thank you for bringing this movie and and anyone that watches it, you know, watch it from where Drew Barrymore arrives at, which is with the heart and the eyes of a child.
1: Yes. Yes. Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jill.
3: Thank you. Have a beautiful day.
1: Merry, merry. Merry Festivus.
3: joyful, (laughs) merry, merry, joyful Christmas and every holiday we are celebrating in this season.
1: To everybody. And Merry Christmas to, yeah, happy holidays to all you Geekscapers.
2: C I N C I N N A T I Cincinnati,
3: the best town in Ohio, USA. At first they called it Cincy, but since Cincy is so natty,
2: they named it Cincinnati, so they say. Hey! Hi, Duke. Oh, listen, I just wanted to say goodbye and remind you that the good guys always win,
1: even in the 80s. All right, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it
0: a five-star rating? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great, too. And you can find us on the Internet... Don't forget to check out our website at 2 dollars and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2 dollars podcast. We'll see you next time. We did it.
3: You're listening to the Geekscape
2: Network.